With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the overcast city of Los Angeles, California. Welcome in. We got a World Series game tonight. We got Big Ten football kicking off tonight. We got a huge college and pro football weekend upcoming. We got a lot to get to. Uh, let Let me begin with this. You know... There's this expression, and John Ramos, I, I think you can I think you can attest to it. In parenting, the days are long 
but the years go fast, right? That is correct. I don't ever think nobody ages you more or tells you that the time by the time fly by is fast than children. Uh, okay, let me let me play something. Let me see if this okay. works here. Okay, I'm gonna try to play. Turn something. It, I'll turn up your mic. All right. Well, the macaroni and cheese is important. Okay, that was uh, that was seven years ago today. Uh, we were cheering for the Cardinals because my good friend Matt Holiday was playing for the Cardinals. If you remember, uh, <clears throat> that was uh, the second World Series I think he had played in. They had won previously, I'm, I'm going to say like 2011, uh, when they beat the Texas Rangers. He actually didn't play in Game 7, got hurt in Game 6, hurt his wrist. And they were down the last strike twice. Remember that was David Freeze was the was the MVP of that World Series. Anyway, I I, I mentioned it because like I remember that. I rem- at the time I was living in like just down the street from where I live now in a rental house that we actually came back and rented when we moved back here. I remember my son sitting on my lap. Like that feels like maybe not yesterday, but it feels like six months ago, a year ago. It's seven years ago. You know, now my now I literally watch baseball with my son and he went through this uh, pattern where he didn't like watching games. It was too. Now he's back kind of watching and talking about and talking about pitches and like it's a completely different experience. But it's seven years ago. Like My son is 11 now. My daughters are 14. I have two daughters in high school. The days when you're a parent, there are some days you're like, oh, my God, is this the 36 hour day? Is this a 40 hour day? If you haven't done the parenting thing yet, here's generally the way it works, right? My kids don't sleep in. They have never been great, huge, long, deep sleepers, late sleepers. You know, now one of them kind of will kind of lay in bed all day if you let her. But, you know, when you're when they're little kids, like they get up at 6, 630 and then they're doing stuff. And once once they get out of the nap thing, like they're up and you kind of got to manage them just it's like a. You know, like a goat rodeo up until like 8 o'clock at night, 8.30 at night. Then they go to bed and then you wake up and you do it again. You're like hamster on a wheel. It's a tough deal. But you'll miss those days when they're gone. You know, now I have one that she has friends that pick her up. And they take her here and they take her there. And like some of it's cool, but some of it's like, hey, I kind of actually like, I, I, I we started to be able to watch movies together and hang out together. And now you're never here. The days are long, but the years are fast. Years go really fast. I point that out because last night I was I was watching the Eagles play, and I was thinking also about the Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, wine fest, where he's clearly trying to get traded and using his the friends he has in the media to to claim that he's being there's some unfair double standard. There is a double standard. It is not unfair. Um. And I realized that the days are long, but the season is actually long. The day, it's the opposite, maybe in football, where the the days the games go fast, but the season is long. I tell uh, college basketball players, I go to when I go to a a practice, and I'm gonna 
I'm going to make some rounds this year and go and watch teams practice, watch teams work out. I, I love it. I love the the spirit. I hated practice when I was in college this time of year because you've been working out with your teammates for a while. And, you know, it's once you know the offense and the things you're doing, it's a little bit of hamster on the wheel. And, you know, you may play a scrimmage, but you're playing against the same guys. You're just like, give me some new competition to play. So I, I got to tell you, I see things. I see it different when it's a football team, different when it's a basketball team. And I tell kids this all the time. Like, look, you just stay with it and you're going to get your shot. The season is long. Normally a college basketball season is only five months long. You know, this year it, we, nobody knows how long it's going to go, but five months seems quick. Until you realize you play games starting in November, you end games playing in March or in April. And all of those games, somebody gets hurt, somebody gets suspended, somebody gets in the doghouse, you're going to get your opportunity. Well, the same goes for the National Football League. What are the, what's the expression? Water finds its level. I watched the Eagles come from behind last night. And granted, uh, everybody's making fun of Daniel Jones uh, tripping over the 30-yard line. It was funny. I should point out that one of the things they're missed is Daniel Jones is running by dudes. That guy is a great athlete. I heard of a friend, I'm not going to name names, who hosts a radio show, who was like, yeah, I look like an uncle at a barbecue, you know, running, and he was drunk, and he's like, no, no uncle runs a 4-5 and is running away from defensive backs. Yes, he tripped and fell, and it was embarrassing, but that dude's got some wheels. But the point is that instead of giving up on the Eagles season when they had that disastrous start and they had a surefire win and then all their offensive linemen went down and people were down on Carson Wentz and some were suggesting that you go and turn to Jalen Hurts and you have him, you know, and you have him play for you go with the young kid and you run a more simple offense. And and no, the season's long, dude. And instead of having infighting and quotes of guys that don't like the way that Carson Wentz is playing or the fourth down play call that Doug Peterson called, instead, the Eagles figured, woke up today and like, hey, we're 2-4-1. and one. We're right there in first place in the NFC East. We're going to get healthier. Carson Wentz is playing better. Our defensive front is still pretty good. The Cowboys are a mess. The Giants can't win any of these close games. And the Redskins have no chance. Like, this is Carson Wentz after the game. The same thing that I echo every game when we're down. Hey, just keep believing. Just one play at a time, and the big play is going to hit. It's going to happen, and, and John had the big one on that first drive, and obviously Boston the second drive. And, and guys, just keep believing and keep rallying together, and that's what it's going to take to win a lot of these ballgames. It, it's, it's really true. It's a, it's, a, it's a cliche, right? You know, or it's, a, it's actually a song. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow, right? Like, but it's, you know, um, what's the what's the other one? Um, what was the one the White Sox used when they won the World Series, right? Not don't stop believing. Don't by stop believing journey. Okay. by journey, right? right? Don't stop believing by journey. But but the the idea is still the same. Like, look, it's a long season. The games are long. There are there is time to make comebacks. Believe it or not. And if you keep the faith, if you keep believing in each other and what you're doing and you have a coaching staff that figures it out, like that's part of what's happened here 
I that was the reason I, I know the Eagles didn't cover, but my logic behind the Eagles winning last night was I watched them against the Ravens, kind of same thing where they couldn't have looked worse in the first half. But clearly they got together at halftime and said, if we do this, this, and this, we'll start to move the ball. We'll take some deep shots. We'll find some mismatches. Carson can throw it up to our bigger wide receivers and let's make some plays. And damn, they should have tied that game. One bad play call on a read option. You know, when they had a bad snap and he runs into his running back. But they don't have their running back. They don't have their tight end. They don't have their top two wide receivers. They don't have their offensive linemen. And you know what? They just kept playing. And so much kind of the opposite of parenting where the days are, are long, but the years go quick. This year is going to be long. It's long. You know, it started with some guys opting out. Then you had teams not really ready to play because of the lack of preseason games, and no OTAs. You had massive, massive injuries. You know, last two drives, Carson Wentz, five for seven, 102 pass yards, 121 pass yards, two touchdowns, 153.3 passer rating. Like, I think Carson Wentz is terrific. I think the Eagles have their quarterback, and I, I get that Doug Peterson can be a little bit all over the map. But if you've watched the past couple of weeks, they're figuring it out. The ability to adjust on the fly. The ability to say, hey, that game plan we came in with was wrong. This is the right way. That's the stuff that wins you games in the long run. The long play is the smart play. So I don't know if you want to go don't stop believing or whatever it is, but but I think I think the games are long and this year is long. And this year is long. And instead of soaking it up and enjoying it because it'll be gone in a heartbeat, much the way that your kid's childhood is, I think you just got to look at the the big picture instead of the short-term picture. Not to freak out over one loss, not to freak out over one, one weird play. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Very nicely done, John. Yeah, you don't remember like A.J. Brzezinski. This is like their their theme song. I know this one. This this was actually the theme song for um, Bill Clinton. Clinton when That's he right. went on re-election campaign. That's though, not his election. Right. I saw him speak in Santa Barbara. I was in high school. Got in the car. My high school girlfriend and I. We drove up to um, Santa Barbara City College, and he uh, he spoke, and he was he was like, jamming to, jamming to this song. But he was definitely doing white man's overbite. <laughs> you know, not quite as not quite as uncomfortable as. As Trump the other day, whatever that was, dancing. That was a tough one. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a tough one, you know. But I mean, like, look, uh, 
you know, you're 71 year old, 71 year old, you know, white golf dude. Like that's, that's, it was every cliche ever. Right. What was Mark Matson's problem though? Remember him in the Lakers dance parade? Mark Matson. Yeah. He, he didn't have any, a lot going on there no. either. He was a lot younger than either. Yes. No, there's no Trump excuse. Or Clinton, no yeah. excuse. No excuse. I mean, <laughs> bad parenting. That's what it is. Bad parenting. <laughs> is Mark's a beautiful guy. He's a great human being. I, I, I'll, I'll give you this is real quick. My Mark Matson story. So I, three different off seasons, I got was like on some level training with the Lakers. One year I was on their summer league team. Um, all three years I would be in this. They'd have this um, like free agent mini camp the week or two weeks before they were going to Hawaii for their actual camp. I never made it to camp, okay, but the organization was great, and I got to like you know you end up getting to know kind of everybody in there. And Mad Dog was there all three years, and. You know, at the time, he still, he drove a white minivan. He was just the greatest. You know, he's the kind of guy that you'd work out, you'd have a practice, and you'd work out, and because Mad Dog was on the team and playing, only really, he played a little bit with us, but, and Devin George, but other than that, but he, like, you know, he was making better money than the rest of us, and, he like, you guys want to go to lunch, and, you know, he'd go down the street to a sandwich shop, he'd take you in his minivan and pick you up and drop you off at your hotel, which is right next to the practice facility. Just a nice guy. It's not, I mean, I, I honestly, most pro athletes, especially down the pecking order, Derek Fisher's, they're great dudes. Like Fish had come in there at the time. You know, he's a starting point guard of the NBA champion Lakers. And, you know, you want to get a lift in? You want to get some shots up? And and we had a mutual friend, Adrian Peterson, who I played with um, in college at Oklahoma State from North Little Rock. And... They grew up through the same uh, Arkansas Wings AU program, who I think Fish's dad coached anyway. So, I mean, so we had like a loose connection, but really good people. Most professional athletes are really good people. And it, it's, it's interesting because when I lash out at an Odell Beckham Jr., most guys are like, yeah, he's like, you're a terrible teammate. If... One, your team is four and two. Two, you just lost the game. And three, you're making it about yourself. Um, but but one of the reasons that I'm so bothered by it is I know like most dudes are really good dudes. And I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is a bad dude per se. He's just kind of the classic cliche, super selfish wide receiver that thinks every every game revolves around his happiness and success. And that's not even close to accurate. But my experience with pro athletes is most of them are really good guys because they they're not only from different backgrounds, but they people they play with are from different backgrounds. And in order to be successful, unlike like tennis players, you have to learn to work with people. It, it's there's a group of young NBA players that I think are struggling with this because they've kind of been bubble boys, where their dads have raised them to be NBA stars, and they are in terms of you know Michael Porter Jr. Uh, Trey Young's like this, where their dads have been a little bit overprotective to keep them away from some of the illicit elements of sport. But because they've done that, they they haven't been around people enough, each other, but like not around various teams. They don't have sleepovers when they're kids. Like there's a certain, whereas most of the guys I came into contact with, I got to tell you, I really like, and I still do really like them. I don't know how I got on that tangent. When a train hits a vehicle or a railway crossing, the results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings. 
And if the signals are going, don't be tempted to try and sneak across the tracks, even if you don't see a train. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. The, the Jets don't have anybody on staff who has a legit shot at, at, at being the next head coach. Right? So I believe, my guess is that Joe Douglas is not going to make a coaching change right now. I do think eventually he'll make a coaching change. Um, but I, I don't think it's right now, be, and I do think it'll happen eventually. And here's the logic. And I, I mean, not only happen eventually, but happen before the season is done. You're like, wait, why would they make an in-season coaching change and not make it now? The reason you make it before the season ends is you want, they're going to want Woody Johnson when he comes back from, from Ireland or whatever, to, you're, they're going to want to investigate various candidates, maybe go see them coach in person, go talk to people, meet with people, really make it a well-rounded search to find who the right guy is. Cause it's pretty obvious. Adam Gase is not and Joe Doug's, but you can't do that when you have a current head coach. I mean, you can, but when that gets back to people, it just looks bad. So when I look at the jets and I think, okay, well, is he coaching for his job this week? Cause they're coaching against the Buffalo bills. I don't think the answer is yes. Uh, my guess would be it's you're talking about the last three or four games of the season. So at 0-6, you got, you know, they're not beating Kansas City next week. Doubtful in terms of New England the week after that. Then they have a bye. Could you make a coaching change then? You could, but do you want to reward Greg Williams? Is that what you want to do? Like the defense has been bad and he, he's not, he, he can be seen as a bit of a divisive force. Um. I don't know if you guys know this, but I mean, listen to the Jets schedule at the end of the season. Raiders at Seahawks at Rams Browns at New England. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to take over as the interim coach. You're not going to win any games. So my guess is that if they were to make a change, you could do the bye week, give a guy a legit chance or more likely, you know, you do it. You do it sometime during that tumultuous run in December. That way it gives you a chance to really go out and explore who the possibilities are. Let's get you to Dan Beyer, who is irreplaceable. We're not going to wait till the bye week or end of the season. He's not going anywhere. Dan, what do you got? I think I need about five bye weeks right about now. The uh, NBA is reportedly looking at starting the 2020-2021 season in December. The Athletics says the league is targeting a date of December 22nd to start the season. Who is this? This is the uh, uh, this Shams reporting this. That Wait, the, I thought they were doing the um, thought they were doing like January. That is uh, not the case. Well, it's the being discussed today by the Board of Governors, but the goal, according to the report, would be seventy-two game schedule, maybe a seventy-game schedule, starting a few days before Christmas and ending before the Tokyo Summer Olympics in late July. So they're getting pressure to do the Olympics. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Yeah, and I, the, I think that's what's what's at work here is. That uh, the ratings were terrible. They know they can't drag it on as long as they did because the ratings are going to be bad. So they want to get it done earlier. And they want to get done for the Olympics because they need to continue to develop their overseas market. Woj and ESPN reported earlier today that it was that the Board of Governors were looking at a Christmas Day start, but then Shams had the December 22nd. Woj then followed up that the All-Star Game in Indianapolis likely in jeopardy. NBA still considering a play-in tournament for the playoffs, but we could have basketball sooner rather than later. Not sure if that's a great thing or even a good thing, but that could be the case with the NBA. 
in Major League Baseball. Dodgers and Rays tonight on Fox 730 Eastern Time. Walker Bueller against Charlie Morton. Series tied up at a game apiece. Roof closed tonight, guys. Possibility of rain. In the NFL, Saints going to be shorthanded. Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders placed on the reserve COVID list. He won't be eligible to play on Sunday. New Orleans football reports that Michael Thomas not present during the open portion of the team's practice. They've got Carolina. Bengals without Joe Mixon not going to play against the Browns because of a foot injury. Aaron Jones of the Packers a game-time decision after the running back tweaked his hamstring in practice yesterday. Sam Darnold going to start for the Jets against the Bills on Sunday. And the Army-Navy game will be played on December 12th, but be played at West Point and not Philadelphia. You ever been? No, have not. Bucket list. Put in your bucket list. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah, next time you're in uh, on the East Coast, uh, you, you got to go go to, go to West Point. I I should have. That's I it was in the neighborhood when we went to uh, U.S. Open a couple of years ago. Yeah. I was there an extra day and just drove up and around. And yeah. yeah, it's a little far from where we were. We were out on Long Island. We were pretty pretty far out. Yeah. There. I By know. the way, where well, we were, I don't know if you know this. So we were close to the Hamptons. Yes. The value in those homes in the Hamptons has gone up like 20%. Okay, so I know what happens to a lot of people. They think like every home in the Hamptons is like something out of Ballers or something. Out, it's like some, but it's not. There's lots of really cute homes and, you know, but you you can't, it's really hard to, it's it's far from New York City. It's a good two and a half, three hours with no traffic um, when you get way out there. on. But now because people are working at home, like it's crazy those same suburbs. And I used to live in the suburbs in Connecticut. All the housing values are just through the roof. And I, I'll be interested to see if people move back to New York City. Wow, that's interesting. I the the day after the U.S. Open when we did, yeah, I took a drive to see where the Orange County Choppers show. Oh, you did. Was, that's so that's why I was in oh, the okay. West Point area. But uh, where is where? I'm trying to think. Orange County, New York, is where? Yeah, it's probably. I, I, I would say it's maybe about 20 minutes from West Point. About yeah, West where Point it was. Is, so yeah. I haven't been in a long time. Um, there's a guy named, uh, what's his name? Uh, Miller. Um, what's the guy who he's been on local radio in Los Angeles? Um, oh man, uh, search uh, anyway, he was an assistant at West Point at the time. I was a kid. I Dave was like, Miller. Dave right? Miller. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I don't know, 12 years old. Maybe he was an assistant at West Point and he's like, he told my dad, like, bring your boys up. And we went and we played like one-on-one and t- two-on-two and cause we, we go to the city every summer and we walked around the campus, and I mean, it is just magnificent. It is whew, one yeah, of the gorgeous one of the, area. Oh, and well, and it's you know, it's a strategic military location. So you're up on an actual point, overlooking, um, overlooking the Hudson, and you know, you, you can just see for miles and miles and miles. Anyway, John Middlecoff joining us three now podcast. You ever been? To, you ever been to West Point? <clears throat> no, but I went to the Army Navy game when I lived in Philly, and it was it was awesome. Yeah. It's like, man, I'd really like to do that. Like, but then you got to be in the military. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those, those guys, those guys, man, are just it's something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what you, what I don't think people realize, or maybe they do is like, they're incredible students. And then I've, I've done army games, Navy games, air force games, did a bunch of air force games. And like the kids are all incredible, like in just really special people like you gotta you gotta be wired from different stuff not just toughness but uh just their intellectual prowess is, is amazing because those yeah, are when I, when I was at when i was at cal poly and uh working at the football program there their head coach rich ellerson got the job at army and i think he had it for you know six or seven years and i was close with people on the staff and they were just saying it was hard to win football games obviously it's it's, it's a challenge but the people you're around just changes your life as the football coaches you know just the, the guys that it's just 
it's an eye-opening endeavor for football people to be around those guys and the discipline they have. And, you know, it's, it's cool to see whenever one of those programs is, you know, successful. Um, okay, your, your take on last night's game. I, I have my own, but I don't want to pollute your thoughts. What's your take on last night's game? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty simple. From the Philly standpoint, uh, they're just – I mean, they're playing with me and you right now. I mean, I, I think most people listening – Obviously, me and you do this for a living. I, I can't name these wide receivers. I, I had never heard of the Fulgham guy before he got the touchdown against the Niners. Uh, I thought Richard Rodgers was out of the league. Boston Scott, I had never heard of him until last year when the Eagles started playing him. Uh, Hightower, fifth-round kid from Boise. I mean, we, we, listen, Carson makes bad plays, but no one can argue his – like the overwhelming majority of the NFL would take the guy in a heartbeat. And, you know, he, he gets some hero ball syndrome, which I think happens to, like, NBA players on bad teams. But I, I'm not big into paying $30, 35000000 million for most quarterbacks, like Jared Goff, Dak Prescott. I have no problem doing it for Russ and Rodgers and the top guys. I, I can live with it with Carson Wentz. And I know people push back on it, but it just, just watch the guy. I mean, he's not – he has two – him and Jason Kelsey are the only guys left from week one that are starters. And obviously a lot of those guys didn't make it. I mean, look at Blaine Johnson. I mean, he can barely walk. I mean, he's, he's, he's probably nothing but I, – I commend the guy's toughness, but he's probably a liability out there when he's playing like that. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, Carson just made some big-time plays at the end. I, and, listen, I, I was hard on Joe Judge in the, in the training camp when he was making the coaches run. But you watch their team. I mean, they, they play hard. You know, they don't have much talent. Gettleman's terrible. So, I mean, the, the roster's awful, but I actually think Joe Judge and just the effort of his team, that's really all you can judge, right, on a bad yes. team is yes. how hard they play. And yeah. they, they give okay. you Okay, so, so there's, there's, a, there's a couple different parts to it. Uh, three and Outs, the podcast you download. It's awesome. You learn so much from John Middlecoff, former scout in the National Football League. Um, uh, okay, so let, let's start with the Eagles. Like, I'm not only impressed with Wentz, I'm actually impressed with Doug Peterson. Like, the last two games are kind of the same in that, in the last three, they, they seem to... I don't love their game plans, but they seem to figure it out. Like, get in the locker room and go, like, all right, let's figure it out here. And kind of a jigsaw puzzle, and they put it together. And, they, yeah, they, like, they, I mean, hell, they should have put the Ravens in overtime. And, I mean, you want to talk about a talent mismatch. I mean, it was night and day, uh, right? Oh, I think the only knock on Doug right now is when you think about it, when you watch it, like, they are in so many third and ones. So he's using, I mean, what's a two-point play? It's really just a short yardage play. You know, they're using those constantly. You know, a lot of good teams or just successful offenses get a lot of first downs on second down. Well, it's hard for the Eagles because they're playing with, again, people we've never heard of. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Carson, I mean, Aikman Kessan last night, he's still sore from the game because if you watch the Ravens game, he was getting peppered. And the one thing I think Carson's really done to just, I, no one could argue this now, is yeah, he, he injuries in the past. Got the question. I mean, he gets pretty back up. Yeah, he is. His stuff is me. No, it's it's phenomenal. Um, okay. What what about Gettleman? Like, we're, you know, Gettleman was so confident to the point of being arrogant. Yeah, like, what do you do if you're the you just ride it out with Gettleman and and see what he does this offseason? Because I do actually like Daniel Jones, um, and I love I I like the selection of Joe Judge because the guys do play hard. They they compete for him. Yeah. Um. So and those are you know those are both Dave Gettleman picks, you know. And I like Saquon Barkley. I just wouldn't take any running back at number two. And now you're going to have to pay him coming off an injury. Uh, what do you do if you're the Giants? I actually think the, uh, Daniel Jones has a little Alex Smith to him. 
you know, he's, he's athletic. Sneaky athletic, really athletic. Like, he was running yeah. by dudes. On that run where people clowned him on, like, he was running by dudes. All right, what, what is going on with Middle Cow's phone? phone? Okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do, okay? I want more time with Middle Cow. I got a lot more phone. So, well, coming up next, John Middlecoff will join us. I want to get his thoughts on what a front office and coaches are say, would really say about Odell Beckham Jr. Plus, um, all right, what do we do now? If we're Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and you've heard players speak out that coaches don't know what they're doing, how do you, how do you adjust? That's next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. But first, a word from Farmers. Farmers policy perks. So much, I'm going to have to speed things up. You can get the Farmer's Signal app, and that can get you up to 15% off your auto policy. That's just for using the app and driving like the normal speed-limited hearing, full-stop making lane-change signaling human being you are. Get a whole lot of something with Farmer's Policy Perks. Start with a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Now for the legal something. Not available in every state and discount varies. Only available with select Farmer's branded policy. Subject to terms and conditions underwritten by Farmer's Jordan Fire Insurance Exchanges or Affiliate. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Perk up your ears for Farmers Policy Perks. From discounts to added benefits, you can get a whole lot of something. Get a quote by calling 1-800-FARMERS. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Not available in every state. Only available with select farmers branded policies underwritten by Farmers Trucker Fire Insurance Exchanges or Affiliate. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, man, there's a lot of things I like to talk to. John Middlecoff uh, rejoins us. Three and outs the podcast. He's uh, decided to use uh, modern cell service now. Um, okay, let's. No, huh? I, I got to tell him myself. I, I'm in Santa Cruz for the weekend, and my phone was directly into the sun and you ever had it when your phone overheats yeah it turns off yeah so it just I, I looked down and it was just black it said uh overheat so i said that's not good yeah that's not good um that was a very much a humble brag with the santa cruz yeah yeah you gotta you gotta live life a little yeah you you, you do um i noticed you're not down here watching tiger play at sherwood but uh well, see, they don't allow anyone in you know did you see how bad he was on par fives yesterday i mean i saw you see phil had a nine today on a par five these guys are just, I think the old guys, they try to keep up with the young cats, and they just can't fly as far, and they get behind these trees and in terrible spots. It's, it, it is, we, have, we have lived long enough where Tiger is the, when Tiger was the young guy, we were the young guy. Oh, my goodness. Now, now, we're the, now, we're, now they're the old guys. It's a really, really weird feeling. Um, okay, uh, I got a bunch of things. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. takes his cleats off, his helmet off, pitches a fit because he gets taken out of a game. And then he's like, I'm tired of being the nice guy. Then he basically said, hey, nobody says anything when Tom Brady gets mad on the sideline. I, I, I mean, I thought it was laughable to me, him comparing himself to Tom Brady. But also, Brady is, it's all about the team and winning and trying to get guys to play better, where OBJ, it feels like it's about OBJ. Um, what would you do if you're the Browns? How do you handle it? Yeah, I mean, on, on the first part, Tom Brady, there's never been one terse word from a teammate or a coach that's ever been around the guy. So even regardless of the winning or losing, his reputation as a teammate, wouldn't you say, is 
might be number one all time. Correct. I mean, just the, the way people talk. Like, about like if you're gonna if you're gonna compare yourself to somebody, could you pick out anybody? Like, that's yeah, you're not gonna win that battle. Yeah, that that one you're not gonna not gonna win. And now look, I would I would agree. if you want to say there's a double standard, I'm okay with that. Everybody knows there's a double standard. Quarterbacks are more important than and and by the way, judged more harshly than wide receivers. And thus, they're allowed to get away with have a little bit more leeway. But but the equating yourself to Tom Brady, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you do know that everybody respects him because of his work ethic and his ability to find ways to motivate guys, even with people who, you know, now he, he played against Runyon's son, who he played with his dad at Michigan. Like, that's how old that guy is. I know, it's crazy. I, on the trade front, you know, I think we just know who Odell is. He's a very, very talented dude. He's a front runner. When, when things are going well, he's great. When they're not, he's bad. They're four and, and two. They, they're well, not know, two and I'm, four. I'm, they're four and I'm, two. I'm talking about him personally. I, under, I, underst- you know? I understand, but but find me a winning team that wants that. Well, that, that's I. Who is, because his talent in a vacuum, you, we've seen glimpses this year kind of get it back. Right? Sure. Like, whoa, this guy can play. And you couldn't trade him for anything less than probably a first-round pick because his talent would you know demand that type of compensation the problem is like you said who is trading that because you could be like well Middlecoff, the seattle's about to sign antonio brown yeah for nothing you know you don't have to give up anything so you know you deal every team in the league would take odell beckham but not for a first round pick well plus he's making and and he's making a lot of money too i think the browns are kind of stuck with him, and which isn't a bad thing uh the problem is their quarterback and him aren't an ideal match so I, I just think you have to ride it out. Maybe in the off season, if Odell can make some plays down the stretch, which you know I, I think they're probably going to win nine or ten games, but they're not going to play very well against the good teams and probably be a one and done team if they make the playoffs. So does, is anything going to change that much? He might just be. And in fairness to the Browns GM, he didn't make this move. Right, this was a John Dorsey, you know, big ego move. It, which, at the time, I, I thought they didn't even give up that much. It just turned out the problem was their quarterback and him don't make any sense. They're, they're not they're, – they're, Baker can't throw the ball downfield, doesn't have a great arm, and he can't scramble or anything to keep plays alive. And Odell needs a big-arm quarterback. That's why we had moments of brilliance. Eli, who at the time hadn't quite fallen off a cliff, Eli could always throw the ball down the field, right? He could throw bombs. And uh, Odell Beckham, that, to me, he needs to be with a Josh. Look at Diggs right now. With Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, you just look up every play to throw in a dig. Like, that's what they need. Odell needs to find that. But the problem is he's kind of just stuck in Cleveland. I don't think a trade is happening. And you know what's kind of crazy mm. is, depending on how this Raider game plays out on Sunday, if they play it or whatever, gets pushed back. Next week, the Browns-Raiders could kind of be a huge swing game for that seven seed. Because one of those two teams, in my opinion, probably ends up with that, you know, nine Nine and seven, maybe yeah. ten and six. Yeah, and that game could be for the playoffs because if they end up with the same record, the tiebreaker would be you know head to head. It's 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 really interesting. John Middlecoff joining us three now is is the the podcast. What do you think about that Raiders thing where, um, you know they, they may have violated some COVID rules, then Trent Brown has it. They send everybody else home. Like we gonna have a football game here Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I, to me, Doug, even goes back. Darren Waller, who is a great story, overcame drug addiction, has become a pro bowler. The Raiders, you know, it feels like they got it a little more together, right? Mayock's impressive. Gruden's impressive. But their details, like they, they threw a, a fundraiser with a bunch of people. All their players went, and they got in trouble. 
And it's like once Trent Brown gets it and he's at practice, how are you not? And they were already in that double secret, you know, protocol because they had already had some tests and, and the fines. So they were being watched really closely. I, I don't understand how there aren't people in this organization. All my friends, everyone I talk to around the league, they go, God, this is we take this stuff really seriously. Every time I'm at my desk, the only time I can take it off is I'm by myself and no one's around. If I go to the bathroom, I get tested every day. And I'm just like, I, every story that comes up about the Raiders is like loosey-goosey. Whether you believe or whatever you think about this thing, right. it's not even about that. It's about the money getting the games and following the rules, which wouldn't you say it feels like 98.8, 99% of players are falling pretty tightly because they understand what's on the line in terms of their money? And Trent Brown has been a disaster for the Raiders this year. Uh, he had some weird injury that I think rubbed the coaches the wrong way early. Now he does this, and he like their highest character guy on the team is not is, is Derek Carr and Rodney Hudson. And now Rodney Hudson is sitting at home because of Trent Brown, Gabe Jackson, Colton Miller. Like their offensive line is really, really like impressive individuals, and they got taken down because of Trent Brown. Yeah. it's really not funny. And it also like I the Raider fans would say the league doesn't care about us. And I think it's fair to say, yeah, they probably don't because they, they want Tom Brady to play. Um, okay, what do we make of the Michael Thomas thing, right? It's the ankle, then it's a fight, now it's a hamstring. Like, this dude got the biggest check a wide receiver has ever gotten, and now we've only seen him once? It's weird because I would have thought just watching him play, he was just the ferocity and the intensity like it was like this guy's going to translate whether he gets paid or like this game's his game's not going to change yes. right like you watch yes Devonte, you watch keenan allen like they have played the same whether the checks were different or what you know it hasn't impacted their game even julio this guy kind of falling off the rails like w- w- what is going on i mean i i don't the, the the incident where you punch the teammate to me doesn't pass the smell test because there are guys that get punched throughout the season in any sport, yes. right? And especially never, never been on a team that didn't have a fight. And think about this. It, it wasn't Michael Thomas punching Cam Jordan, right, or Drew Brees, like two of the elites on the team. It was some guy, it was a practice squatter. It was like, what? I, so they're leaning with the practice. Clearly this guy is not listening to anyone, and then he gets this injury. Is the, is the injury kind of like uh, screw you to the Saints? I, it, it already feels like the relationship is a little like – is not in a good place. But why? He got paid. I don't understand. I, I don't know. Because I think sometimes, and it gets back to wide receivers, they get in their own head. They they, they sometimes are their own worst enemies. And I, I wouldn't assume this guy would have been that. Now, granted, I didn't follow his like, personal life that closely, but this I can't imagine Sean Payton is not yeah. happy with the way the situation played out. I, I got like a minute left. I want I got a couple others. Uh, what happens to Green Bay this week? Uh, they, they just collapsed after getting up 10 nothing. Yeah, I mean, this is a total get-right game. Houston's defense is awful. You know, I'd, I'd expect Rodgers to throw three or four touchdowns, them to win that, definitely cover the spread. I, To me, Houston is not any good. Um, okay, how important is this game for Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, really important. I mean, he has not played well this year at all. And uh, the one thing you say about the Patriots, their offense stinks right now. Their defense doesn't have players we recognize, but their defense has played well. And Kyle Shanahan, to win games this year because their defense isn't good, is going to have to let Jimmy throw. And now this week they might be able to get by just because uh, I almost called it Carolina. Cam and the offense can't score. Yep. But they, they got the Saints, they got the Packers, they got Seattle next week. Like you, you better start figuring out this passing game or you are not making a playoff. Does McCarthy make it to year two? Uh, not at this pace. I mean, not if they – it's one thing to lose, right? It's another thing to look lifeless and poorly coached, and yep. that's – 
I mean, any casual football fan can be like, that's a joke. So they, they better pick up the effort or, yeah, I would say bye-bye. Adios, Mike McCarthy. Awesome stuff. Thanks so much for joining us, John. Uh, on November 6th and 7th, the world's best thoroughbreds can compete in uh, 14 exhilarating races. Check out BreedersCup.com for the Breeders' Cup World Championships. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.